What is up, everyone? I am absolutely stoked. I'm Ethan Ryder. Next to me, which way? That's Michael Bosky, and this is the initial first ever show of We're Wrong, But So Are You. The premises of this show is no one is really ever right necessarily when they're debating, and we're making a bunch of very controversial decisions, but both of us are kind of more on the comedic side of content, and we're just out here producing literally anything from Premier League to NBA to maybe anything else. As you probably have seen now on our logo, it's Premier League and NBA, but we're going to basically be doing anything we want to be doing based off of rankings. We're going to do best 11s like you'll see today doing the Premier League best 11, stuff like that. I'm stoked. How are you feeling, Bosky? Uh, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling really good. I would like to say it is educated controversy. It's not like we don't like know anything, but like we do know what we're talking about, but so yes, of course, it can be controversial, partly because there are going to be some biases, whether it's me or Ethan, and that's just going to be fun to play, play with. And I think, honestly, I think a lot of like, our biases aren't necessarily wrong because we do know what we're talking about. So I'm, I'm excited to just get into it. No, yeah, for sure. And I, I definitely think, personally, since I've gone, we're both, we both go to Walter Cronkite School of Journalism at Arizona State go devils so if we do anything in that content maybe there'll be some bias i am personally a liverpool fan bosky a barcelona fan himself i have figured out in the recent honestly this year i kind of just flipped to maybe it was because liverpool won the champions league and at the same time i like did a bunch of other things like maybe i peaked as a fan but i started watching just to watch like soccer in general and just good soccer and so i feel like i haven't been as biased recently but of course there will be some biases just because I've watched Liverpool from such a young age and that's what I've grown that's why I've grown to love soccer so there's going to be some natural biases yeah no of course it's, it's actually similar although although Barcelona did not win the Champions League last year or the Copa del Rey they just I mean I think I find myself yeah I take it quickly right, right. Right. don't remind me don't remind sorry me. sorry but too soon too soon <laughs> as Still too soon. Same with the Roma one, too. We don't talk about that. Anyway, I've also found myself watching just more more soccer because, honestly, like I like Ethan, I used to just watch, you know, I used to watch some Barcelona and, you know, give me some Luis Suarez, Messi. Uh, happy birthday, by the way. Um, I was also I, – I just found myself watching a lot more Premier League, even like Serie A in, in League One, mainly PSG. But, like, I just try to watch as much as I can, especially with – even like the Bundesliga coming back first, like I found myself being super excited to watch Wolfsburg and Werder Bremen, even though they're two god-awful teams in the Bundesliga. So I don't know. I've just been watching more and more. I think that's honestly helped me become a more educated fan and get more perspective on different players. So I think it's, I think it's honestly, it's been, it's been a great year for me as far as, as a soccer fan. Yeah. And so we're both super close. You can tell we're just, ready to get this started we've been talking about this i don't know maybe probably less than a week we came up with the idea and then bang we're here ready to do it just because we're that excited but today let's get to the business right now the premier league has come back there's been a couple maybe what is it two match weeks at this point except if you kind of take out the first bit with city playing arsenal and aston villa playing i think it was sheffield united now we're heading into the business end of the season me and bossy are going to create 
the best 11 of Premier League players. So this is kind of based off just who we think is the best players in the league in general, but it also has a lot of influence on how they've done this season just throughout play. So both of us have made a team. We're going to go through the team, and we're both going to make one combined 11. So it's going to be really interesting. There's going to be some controversy between us, most likely. We've both done this separately, making yes. our own teams. So first off, we're going to get right into it. Boski, who do you have as your best 11 goalie? Well, I first want to say I did a, we both did four three threes. Although for mine, I used a defensive midfielder instead of an attacking midfielder. Although I did move a player, a couple of players that usually would play the attacking midfielder into the midfield because I think they could also play that position. But anyway, for my goalkeeper, I actually picked I picked Dean Henderson because he has the most clean sheets in the Premier League, and I think he's one of the biggest reasons Sheffield United have been a big surprise in the Premier League. Like, their attack is fairly weak. They don't score many goals. So if you're wondering why they win, a big part of it has to be Dean Henderson. He's 11, he's 11 clean sheets. He's 10th in saves, which isn't great, but it's not terrible, and it's a lot better than a lot of people thought. I think he's going to be the United keeper next season or even the season after that, definitely. Um, he's also conceded the second least amount of goals, which is pretty impressive, and I think it warrants him a spot as the best keeper this season in the Premier League. All right, first off, I just want to call you out real quick. He doesn't have the most clean sheets. Uh, as of today, Allison got a clean sheet. So Allison now has 12 clean sheets and leaves the Golden okay. Glove race. Ederson and Nick Pope still do have to play, so both of them could go on 12 clean sheets too. But I picked Allison. I definitely – Henderson was my second choice for sure, and then Ederson was next. Henderson, I – might honestly give it to you just because he's been so vital to Sheffield United. And like you said, their attack hasn't been spectacular. It's been mainly defense. But for me, I picked Ed or Allison just because he, one, he's leading the league in clean sheets, but two, he's done it in way less appearances. So one, yes, I know stats don't necessarily say everything because the Liverpool defense, I mean, he's in a Liverpool defense that I'll talk about a little bit later. He, it's the leading defense in the league. They've only allowed 21 goals, right? So, yeah, maybe it's part of the defense, but I think one of the hardest things as a goalie is to play and have absolutely nothing to do for, like, 70 minutes of the game and then have, I mean, who knows, some Crystal Palace player come and take a shot and you have to make a save. Now, of course, it, did, it didn't happen in the Crystal Palace game, but you saw it in the Everton game. Everton had almost no attacks, and then he makes a save when he needs to against Richarlison. So I think he steps up when he needs to, and, I mean, we saw how important he was when Liverpool lost in the FA Cup and the Champions League when Adrian was in goal and did some things that Liverpool fans would kind of want to forget. Yeah, the one thing, I was close to putting Allison. The only reason I didn't was simply because, one, he hasn't played enough games, which isn't his fault. But I also think, again, he plays by such a good defense that doesn't necessarily allow him to make all those saves. So I kind of used his game sort of against him. No fault of his. If we're taking the straight up, if I'm taking the best goalkeeper for next season, I'm taking Allison 100%. But I think this season, I would, me personally, I put Dean Henderson. Also, I, you know, I don't see him making that many spectacular saves. But that's honestly the biggest compliment you can get as a goalkeeper because it means your positioning is so, so good. And I think that's one thing that Dean Henderson is, is really elite at. Or even this season, he's just come to be one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League. Ooh, this is a tough one. But, you know, I'll, I'll give you Henderson. I'll give you Henderson. Just because I think, I think 
if we're saying, I think based off this season, I think you, you bring up a good point. You're going to pick Allison probably 10 times out of 10 if we're not talking this season strictly. But because of those yeah. injuries at the beginning of the season, I'll give, you, I'll give you Dean Henderson. So let's start off. We'll stick Dean Henderson and go, like you said, big player for Sheffield United this season. So we'll go now up to the back four. Start right back. Does that sound good? I mean, I think this is pretty self-explanatory. I'm taking Cesar Aspilicueta. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> just, just a clear, uh, obvious choice here. Yeah, I'm taking Alexander Arnold. I mean, he has what? He can score free kicks like he did today. He plays. He plays very well attacking, attacking, uh, attacking soccer. He also is a very underrated defender, in my opinion. I think people don't give him enough credit for that. And I mean, he has. He's leading the Premier League in assists, and I. It's not even close. I think he's leading by four or five. I think he's 12. He's 12. I mean, if, if you today. don't count De Bruyne, if De Bruyne is just not a part of the Premier League, yeah, he's leading in assists. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant, I meant by <laughs> defenders. Or, like, oh, okay. yeah, no, yeah, no, that's no. not even close. I, I, yeah, no. I, I meant, yeah, by defenders. I, it's not really too close. I think it's a pretty simple choice by putting Trent. No, yeah, right for sure. Right. I think I think we both agree that Trent Alexander goes there. Three goals and 12 assists from right back is pretty crazy. The only person that's really close to him is Juan Basaka, which there's been kind of an argument for them this year. I think they may probably just because they're both English right backs um, and because they're playing for Manchester United and Liverpool. But I think Trent, I think it, no one's really going to argue that Juan Basaka is better than Trent Alexander-Arnold at attack. And I think the key when you're trying to compare those two is exactly what you said. Trent Alexander is a very underrated defender. When he has to defend, he does it brilliantly. You know, like it's – he plays a little different, but I think some people kind of think of him – when I watched, like like you said, the Bundesliga came back, and Borussia Dortmund have Hakimi and Guerrero, they're literally just playing right and left mid. Trent Alexander-Arnold's not doing that. He's still definitely a right back. And I will say, hot take – I don't know if we're really doing this right now, but I'm going to put it in the video. Hot take, Nico Williams at Liverpool, everyone's saying that Trent Alexander-Arnold's going to move up to midfield. It could be faster than expected by how well Nico Williams has been playing at right back. He's really skilled and could he could push him up to midfield faster than people have expected. Yeah, no, I, that's, a, that's a good point you bring up. And I think what's so great about Alexander-Arnold is he could play – he's so versatile in, in the midfield and as a defender – I think that, I mean, as, as it's almost clear cut, he's definitely in both of ours. And I think with the thing with Juan Basaka is I don't think he's as important to United's success as Alexander-Arnold is to Liverpool's. I think Alexander-Arnold is, is one of the most key players to that team. I think if you take him out, I know Nico Williams has been playing well, but I think if you take Alexander-Arnold, that team is not dominating as much as they are this year. No, yeah, for sure. I'm not saying I'd put Nico Williams in right now, but – Speaking yeah. <laughs> about Liverpool, I think we both would agree on this one too. Maybe I'm wrong, but the first center back, Virgil Van Dyke. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's pretty. That's a pretty easy choice. I don't. I don't think you could have a. I mean, if you had a, if you had a world eleven, I think he's the easy choice as well. So I, I think if you just if you make it a little more specific, as with the Premier League, there's no question he's arguably the best player in the Premier League in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and I think. A key to this, so one thing I will say about Virgil van Dijk, I feel like we're going to talk about the difference between stats and actually, like, what the player does and influence, right? I think he's one of the biggest examples that stats don't tell the whole story because he's a leader of that Liverpool back line. And the reason he's so good is almost because he doesn't do anything. You know, one of the, like, the like most interesting things that happened to me during my club soccer days when I was, you know – 
a young guy, younger than I am now. I'm still young. I'm not even old by any stretch of the imagination. But when I, I played center back once because my coach, like, really trusted me. He put me in center back and he said, yell at everyone and you know you're doing good if you're doing nothing. And I, I took that to heart. I yelled at everyone. I did nothing. And I felt like I did amazing. I mean, I missed like six headers because I'm like five foot six and I missed a bunch of clearances, but the other team didn't score on us. And we tied one, one because they had scored before he put me at center back. So I was like, Hey, I guess they did a pretty good job. So I think Virgil van Dyke is pretty similar in that regards where he just, he's pulling strings, telling everyone where to go. And he's made a huge impact on Liverpool since he's come in. Yeah, he, yeah, no question. He's one. Of, he, he's probably the biggest component to their success, in my opinion. I, him and I mean, obviously Mo Salah coming in a couple years ago, that was huge. But I think Van Dyke has took taken it to a, no, another level. I think it's pretty, pretty, pretty clear to see that. No, oh, yeah, for sure. So we're putting Virgil Van Dyke in for the first center back. Now this one might cause a little bit of controversy. I don't know who you have. Who is your second center back? Well, I went for the. Uh, I went for Dehan Lovren. No, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, just be quiet. Jeez Louise, the only bad thing you could maybe say to sorry. me at all. <laughs> sorry, he, he, oh. he's, I mean, I'm taking his word for it. He said he's the best defender in the world, so. We can't sell him uh, fast enough, bro. We can't sell him fast enough. As soon okay, as he came okay. on against Everton, Everton had like 20 chances as soon as he came on. I, okay, I went for a kind of controversial one because it was between a few guys, but I took the Irishman, the Irishman from Sheffield United. I took John Egan. And that may seem like a surprise, but he, I honestly think like he is one, he's the main defender on that team and he has been amazing this year. Like, I don't think he's gotten the recognition he deserves because he's one of the only defenders that really stays back on that team. I was watching some some of their attack, like just some of their basic like highlights and a lot of their defenders like to just bomb forward or play very high up. And he likes to stay back. And he actually has underrated speed. And I just had to give it to him simply because Sheffield United have overperformed, like, so much that I just have to – I have to think it's part of the defense. Just like Dean Henderson, and I put John Egan. My other choice, I was going to go Soyanchu from Leicester or possibly Joe Gomez from uh, Liverpool, who I'm assuming you put. But I also think he's a product of Virgil van Dijk, which does help. I did not put Joe Gomez. I would not have put Joe Gomez. I think him and Joel Matsy rotate too much. I think Joe Gomez is way better than people give him credit for because he's a product of Van Dyke. But I put Soyuncu from Leicester because I think he, one, I think he's a big reason why they are where they are because they have to play at some point some sort of good defense. I don't think Schmeichel is exactly where he used to be when they, like, back when they won the title. Johnny Evans is next to him. I don't think he's that skilled of a player. I mean, he got signed by them from a relegation side. How good can you really be, right? And, I mean, I think Shen has been amazing this year. I think he's got pace. He's got power. He's almost the perfect center back. And I think a lot of top teams are going to be looking at him, too, just because he is at Leicester. It'll be interesting to see if Leicester, Leicester does make that jump to become, you know, maybe a top six side normally. Because I think they are kind of like Sheffield that they're over-exceeding right now. And it's been a couple seasons, but I feel like they're still kind of – in that realm that they're over exceeding they're not quite normal yet but uh i to be honest with you i think i'd find it hard to put in two sheffield united players to have john egan in there but i'm he's been spectacular but i don't know it's definitely a, a debate to be yeah, had no the only reason i didn't put soyanchu is because lester as i mean this is obviously it's a team thing but they haven't beaten i don't think they've beaten one of the big six teams the all season 
So it leads me to believe that maybe he doesn't perform well against the best of the best, you know. And Sheffield has – they have played United well. They've, they've played other big teams well. But, I, I mean, I think I'm going to have to give – I'm going to have to give you something on I don't – I mean, he wasn't, like, super off the radar. He was – I mean, he's played amazing. And I think – I mean, I think he's clearly a better replacement than Harry Maguire, who has played decently. But I think Soyuncu is really, really coming to his own this year. So, I, I will give you that one without much worse. Right, because right, cool, he, cool. he was my other center back. I, I'll be honest, Egan was out of right field. I thought about him, but I didn't actually put him down in, like, you know, the people that I was thinking about putting there. So that was, that was definitely an interesting choice. To finish off the defense, left back, who do you have? I mean, this was actually a lot closer than I thought. Like, I was, I was clearly going Andy Robertson, and that's who I did go with. But once I was thinking about it, I was like, Ben Chilwell has been playing really, really well this year. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to still have to give this one to Andy Robertson. Although it was a lot closer than I thought, and Ben Chilwell should get a shout just for how well he has played and will probably end up starting for England in the Euros next year, as well as I think Joe Gomez will, which I didn't mention. But I, I think I'm going to have to go with Andy Robertson. And I took Andy Robertson too. Same thing like you. I thought about Ben Chilwell. He's been playing great this year. It's going to continue to grow. Kind of like Soyuncu, it would be interesting to see if he moves or if Leicester continues to hold on to top players, if people take the Vardy route or if they take the Mares route. It'll be interesting to wait and see. But that does complete our defense. Goalie Allison, right back Trent, Virgil, Soyuncu, and Robertson. Pretty formidable back line, if you ask me. Yeah, I also want to mention, I think Robertson actually is the second most assist as a defender second to Trent, which is just nuts that they're – I mean, those two fullbacks are just miles ahead of any other fullback pair in the Premier League. It's, it's, it's just insane. ridiculous to even think about. And he I, – I will say he came in today against Crystal Palace, and it was a completely different game than when Milner was at left back. No – nothing against Milner. Milner comes in and does a solid job no matter where you put him. You can put him in goal, and he probably put a 7 out of 10 performance in. But, I mean – Robertson at left back, is it's just a completely different feel. And I think it's more of it to say how good Robertson is than that Milner doesn't quite do the job. Because Robertson really is that good that he makes that big of a difference. Yes. No question. No question. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I chose defensive bit as well. I'll tell you my pick. This was kind of a hard one because I don't think there's necessarily like a standout center defensive mid. You know, I think when you think of center defensive mid, you think the likes of Conte, but Conte hasn't really played that much this season, and he's really been being played at, you know, a little farther up. But for me, I think someone – Yes. I think I – as a Liverpool fan, I wanted to put Fabinho, but he's not. I, I didn't agree with that. And I think someone that's just outplayed – not necessarily outplayed himself, but I just think he's that talented a player. I think sometimes he hasn't quite gotten the looks because he's at Leicester, but Ndidi I think has been – sensational this year at the defensive mid position someone that once again he's not necessarily an attacking defensive mid he's just a guy that is in there and he runs stuff for Leicester all the time and, and they sit third place right now so it was hard not to pick him yeah I actually I also want Wilfred, Wilfred and Didi and it's mainly because especially if I'm making a team I want a guy that's you know can play in the midfield that's that's unselfishly going to play defense and, and play tough I mean, the, the guy's third in tackles in the Premier League. He has the most interceptions, which I think is an interesting stat. And he's just a guy that seems to have an engine and just continues to, to play. And, in play. and honestly, he plays really hard and does remind me a little bit of a young Conte, who also was at Leicester City not too long ago. 
And I'm, I think, I think indeed, I don't even think it's, if we're talking about straight defensive mids, I think the only difference is Fabinho again was injured. But if you're, t- I mean, I think this season, I, I don't even think it's been too close simply because Conte and uh, Fabinho have both been injured. Yeah. And of course, after the goal today from Fabinho, it kind of, you know, recency bias. I was like, yo, maybe Fabinho is the best defensive bit of the league. But then, I mean, it's obviously not. But I, I think this next position could be the most controversial just because, well, uh, let, the first center mid I don't think is very controversial. I think we're both going to pick De Bruyne. I don't even think we necessarily need to talk about it. Nine goals, 16 assists. Could beat Terry Henry's record of 20 assists in a single season. No one's going to argue that De Bruyne does not have a spot in this side, unless unless you are. I'm, I'm not. I think he's the best player in the Premier League right now. I, don't, I think if we're giving out the PFA Player of the Year award, I think there's no question it goes to Kevin De Bruyne. I think – the whole, the whole argument of, well, it has to be a Liverpool player because they're winning the league. I think the, the team award is that you win the league. But the individual player award, I don't think there's anyone better than Kevin De Bruyne. I, it's, he runs that City team. And I, ju- I just think he's absolutely brilliant. I, I, I think he's one of the best midfielders I've ever seen. I know he plays more attacking, but I, I slotted him in the midfield as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think he's someone that I think there's two players in this team that all I would think the majority, if not 100% of the world's population would pick him to be in the best 11. I think it's De Bruyne and Virgil van Dijk. I don't think anyone's going to argue against those two being inside the team, you know, like, you're just not going to do it. They've had two exceptional seasons. Now the other center mid, I mean, I, I, on my list, I'm not even joking. I think I had 10 players that I could have put in because no one's even close to De Bruyne's level except for maybe Bruno Fernandes, who's played five games. So you just simply can't put him into the 11, at least for me personally. So I, I mean, I, I, was, I was torn at this position. This was the hardest position of the whole thing for me to decide. I mean, there was, there was so many players. There's the likes of Madison, Grealish. I mean, shoot, Buendia had a shout from Norwich. All the other center mids at City. You have tons of center mids at Liverpool. So many players that you could have picked. I personally just kind of went with it because, you know, I didn't know who to pick. So I went with Jordan Henderson, three goals, five assists. He's been like the mastermind of Liverpool. I personally have fallen in love with Jordan Henderson this year. The way that he plays, he runs everything. Like he plays, like there's certain players that play and they're a captain, but he plays like a captain. He's similar to Van Dyke, just higher up the field. He runs, he's yelling at people. He's making sure he keeps people to like playing at their best. And I think three goals and five assists for Henderson is a pretty good deal. And I think, I mean, for any midfielder that's playing the way that he's playing behind the attack that he's playing with, it's a pretty good return. Yeah, no question. And I think the biggest thing with Jordan Henderson is that oh, things I've heard is that he's, you know, he's an average player with extraordinary intangibles. And I think that's a really great way of summarizing it. It's not an insult or anything. I mean, he's not the best passer. He's not, he's not the best uh, player with, with the ball at his feet. He's not a guy that's going to score you amazing goals or anything. He's just a really, really, really energetic player that's going to get the best out of his teammates. And I think that's a huge thing to have, but that's not who I went with. See, for me, I had, like, like you, I had like 10 midfielders. I was like, oh, my goodness, who am I going to choose? Not one of them sort of stood out, except for one. One player stood out, and he's played five games. And it was Bruno, no. I put Bruno Fernandes. No, no you like, can't put him no, after like, five games. The only okay, listen, let me def- let me defend this. The no. only reason I did, the only reason I did is because I know I knocked players like Conte 
and Allison for not playing enough games. But the difference is there's not another midfielder outside of De Bruyne that really separates himself from the rest of the pack. And I think what Bruno Fernandes has done for United, I mean, he is single-handedly probably going to carry them into the Champions League and arguably even into third. They might overtake Leicester. They're only six points behind Leicester, who's not playing well. And if you look at that United team, how they played today and against Tottenham, you look at that team before they got there, that same team, they're not playing. They look awful. It's one of the worst United teams I've ever seen. And he really changed their season. I, I know Pogba's back, but even those few games without Pogba, Bruno Fernandes changed that team. They might win a trophy this year. Out, out of nothing. I, I had to put him be, simply because I know you're cringing, but simply because he's the only player that's a re, like that much of a difference maker outside of KDB. Like, and I understand why it's controversial. And I, I don't expect you to put him on the team of the season or whatever, but I just want to partially give him a, like, give him a shout for how unbelievable he's turned this entire Manchester United team around. I mean, he's really like almost single-handedly done that. So I just, I don't know. I, I put him there because of how well he's played the last six games. I, I get that's rough. So, I mean, uh, okay. So, I, th I think we both kind of took a similar approach to this. We both had 10 players. They all were kind of the same thing where none of them were great. They're all pretty good, and they've all played really well this season, but we didn't really know who to choose. I chose the Liverpool guy. You chose the guy that would be obvious if he had played the whole season. So, I think we kind of went the same route on this, honestly, as crazy as it sounded. But – and I, I – I agree with you. I mean, he's been – he's completely turned that team around. That team looked dead in the water. They were going to get Europa League, if that. And then this guy comes in their completely different team. Like you said, Pogba did come back, but he has been exceptional for that team. But I just don't see putting him in this team. And, and I think this is similar. If we're going to keep any sort of level of consistency within making this 11, I think this is similar to the Allison Dean Henderson thing, you know, where if you're going to pick a player for next season – you're going to pick Bruno Fernandes over Jordan Henderson. But if you're going to pick someone for this season, I think you pick Henderson. And I'm not going to lie. I came into the video thinking, hey, I'll give him whoever's at that spot. He's going to probably have some sort of, you know, argument for whoever's at that second center mid spot. And I'll give it to him if he has a legit I, I actually, argument. But. No, I, I'll, I'll give you Henderson. And, I, I like, I think, again, for the whole season, I think it's consistent to put Jordan Henderson as the second midfielder. I think, again, if we're going if we're, next year – I'm taking Pogba. I'm taking Fernandez, and again, I think if Pogba stayed healthy, I think it's, he's clear he would have made it into this team. But with all the weird injuries and stuff that's been going on with midfielders, I, I think Jordan Henderson is a good shout to put in. I, I don't, I don't mind putting him in. I just wanted to mention Bruno Fernandez has been the second best midfielder in the Premier League since he got there, and I, it's basically not even close. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he's been close to as exceptional as. De Bruyne in the six games that he's played. All right, so now we've gone through our midfield, a midfield of Ndidi, De Bruyne, and Henderson. Pretty good midfield, not going to lie. That's, that's a midfield that I'd be very happy if my team had. Now we're going to move up to our front three. I'll let you choose which one we start with, Boski, the left wing or right wing, up to you. Who's your choice at one of those? Um, I'm going to start with left wing just, uh, and go left to right. And I, I picked Sadio Mane. Uh, again, I, I don't really see any other player that surpasses him. He's 15 goals. He had seven assists coming into today. He's, I mean, he's such a great player. I never would have expected him to become the player that he is 
maybe five years ago. And he, I mean, he, he's, one, again, one of the best players in the Premier League. And I, I don't know how you could not put him in this squad. He, he's been phenomenal so far this season. And I think today, second game back, he was deadly. I mean, his speed, his clinicalness, the fourth goal, I mean, right in the bottom corner, Hennessy had no chance. I mean, he created probably six chances that were, I mean, golden opportunities that somehow people missed. And, I mean, he's just – I mean, on day – like, he just doesn't have off days. It's like maybe one or two games a season he's had an off day. And he – a lot of the time, a lot – like, majority of the time sometimes, he's like the lonely spark for Liverpool. You know, Liverpool are lost in the game. And in steps Sadio Mane just sprinting past six players and scoring a goal. Like, it's just all the time. And he's been sensational. And like you said, 15 goals, seven assists. Sensational season for Mane. Now, I personally, this could be controversial. I don't think it is. I, I might not be. I think it's clear and obvious. But I might be thinking it's controversial because I'm a Liverpool fan. But I went with the other Liverpool player, Mohamed Salah. I mean, he's been – so people say he's had a, you know, quote-unquote off season, right? And, yeah, he's not playing to the, you know, capabilities that he did in a record-breaking season where he scored, like, 32 goals or whatever many goals he scored. 17 goals, 7 assists could realistically win the golden boot. He's only two goals behind a Vardy that has been misfiring, and he has seven assists on top of that. Dude, if this isn't his best, I'm kind of scared for other teams if this is, like, not his best and he does actually reach that potential. Yeah, I, I, actually, I put Salah on my right wing. Uh, again, I, I know a lot of Liverpool fans – I'm not saying you, but a lot of them give him, you know, give him a little bit of hate because he does miss a lot of chances – and he does, you know, he sometimes over dribbles, doesn't make the right pass, and he's a bit frantic in the box. But, again, you can't argue with, with some of – I mean, his goal-scoring stats have been in, insane. I mean, the guy still has ridiculous pace. He's a great dribbler, a very unselfish player, even though sometimes he's a, sometimes he's a bit – I mean, his, his, I don't know. It's, it's something about him sometimes in the box that makes me a little worried, but he's not selfish at all. And he does bury the chances he needs to bury. And look, again, 17 goals. He won the golden boot last. He's won two golden boots. He, I mean, the last one was a joint golden boot, but still a golden boot. I mean, again, he, he's so good. I think he's honestly become underrated because a lot of people think he's overrated, if that makes sense. Completely agree. And I agree with you. I don't, it's not that he's selfish. He just There's something that he does where he, like, loses the ball and maybe he shoots instead of passes. But – it's just because if he shoots there, he's going to miss sometimes, but sometimes he scores. So, like, you want someone taking that kind of shot, right? But I also think it's because yes. he was so clinical in that season that he scored 32 goals that people just forget that that's not really a human-like thing to do. Like, that's, that's alien type. That's messy type. That's why Messi is the GOAT, right? Salah is a very strong player, elite player, to say the least. Like, you don't score, like, 95% of the shots that you take. That's just something that he did that one season that it was insane. I mean, he scored five goals in one game, right? Like that's, that's something that's just spectacular for someone to do. So he gets a lot of hate because he's only scored 17 goals a season. Like there's still like eight games to play. Come on now. That's, that's a lot of goals for someone, but I also to choose between them. I think Mars was a shout, but I don't think he played that many games for city because they rotate so much. Sterling is a shout. He hasn't been maybe the best he has. And then, one person I put there because he's just been devastating all season is Adama Chari, but I don't think his output's been quite enough. If he had been playing like he's playing yeah, right now, would, then maybe. Yeah, it's a, it's a, good, it's a good point. I, I was thinking Triori just because of the improvement that he's made. You know, when he was at Barcelona, he didn't even get a start or even any minutes, but 
he didn't look like the player, and, and no one thought he was going to become the player that he is at Wolves. And that's and that's a that's a great compliment to the system in which he plays, and, and how he's honest, like the, the dedication he's taken to become a great player. But I think Mo Salah, at right wing for me. I think next year or in the future, I'm taking Raheem Sterling. I think he's, I mean, I think he's the next best player in the Premier League. Like he's going to be that guy for years to come, and he still has not had a bad season, although he hasn't played as well as he did in the years past. But I mean, I think I think this year I'm still going Mo Salah. Yeah, and I, I would agree that you probably go Sterling, but Dark Horse, I think, could be a Damachor. If he continues to do what he's doing, if he plays like like he's done recently, I mean, he's been insane. I mean, you, you can't well, – he's unplayable. It's just he hasn't been able to score an assist, like, in the past. But when he is, he's literally unplayable. You can't defend him. And so the yeah. last player then, to finish out our attack, who do you have? Okay, you want to start? Uh, okay, well – I don't see, to me, this isn't very controversial. But I went with Raul Alonso Jimenez from Wolves. Not because he's been, the guy has 15 goals and 10 assists for a team that has overperformed to the max. I mean, they're knocking on the door of the Champions League, Europa League. He's been amazing in Europe. And if we're just talking about the Premier League, I mean, he's also in line to possibly – if he gets on – I mean, he's already on fire, but if he can somehow catch a big day, you know, another two, three goals, he could catch Jimmy Vardy. He's only, he's only uh, two behind Vardy – or no, he's four behind Vardy, two behind Salah. And he's been playing out of his mind recently. I think there has to be some sort of – like, he's not the most talented. And, he's look, he's turning 30. I'm not going to take him in years to come. And I, and I don't think he's as talented as, you know, Harry Kane, Sergio Aguero, players like that. But I think right now he's the best striker in the Premier League. You know, I somehow I missed the 10 assists thing. That's, that's insane. To have 15 goals and 10 assists on a team like Wolves, I mean, you're passing it to Adama Chari, who we just said can't score goals. He has like four goals in his whole Premier League career. Somehow has 10 assists. I don't know who he's passing to, but, I mean, that team's been overachieving. That's crazy. I personally picked Jamie Vardy. I mean, he's having a party. But he recently has been struggling. So, I mean, I could kind of see – I mean, he, but he's leading the Golden Boot race right now. But he, had, he slowed down kind of before the hiatus. Leicester started kind of slowing down, mainly because he was slowing down. It's kind of as he goes, Leicester goes almost, um, him and Madison at mm -hmm. least. But I, I can see him in his honesty. I, I had, you know, a shout. Former Liverpool player Danny Yanks was a shout. He has 16 goals right now in Southampton single-handedly. Keeping them up, like, he has been insane. And then, I mean, you look – I think – who else? You look at the likes of Aubameyang. He is 17. But I think we both talked about the fact that anytime you watch Aubameyang, he seems like he doesn't score. He always scores when you're not watching him or something. I, that's what we both said. But, I honestly, I'll give you Jimenez. I'll give you Jimenez. Yeah, I, w I was going to say another thing with Jimenez. He does have – he has six assists in the Premier League, ten assists overall, which is still incredible for a striker, a number nine type player. I think that's – I mean, that's extraordinary. And especially because he almost came from nothing. When he was at, I think it was Benfica, he was awful. At Atletico, he was, he was, he was almost non-existent. I mean, the guy's been playing really, really well this year. And if you watch Wolves, I mean, he's the center of their attack. I, I, I had to give it to him. I was going to put Vardy, partly because I love Jamie Vardy, and he's a great story. But Vardy's really just a goal scorer. 
I don't think he's much more than that. I think Jimenez has shown that he can do a lot of different things. He can play a, a you know, he can play a false nine. He can play a true attacking nine. I don't know. I, I think he's, I think he's really special. And I, I hope he stays in the Premier League. I've heard he might go to Juventus, which uh, I don't know how he'd play there with Ronaldo, but yeah, I, I gave it to Raul Jimenez. All right. Yeah. So that finishes the team sticking the Mexican international Raul Jimenez up top. And that is an insane team that we're looking at right now. Allison and goal or no, no Dean Henderson and goal. That's what we went with. We put Dean Henderson in goal. We had Trent Alexander at right back. Virgil van Dyke. We put Sion at center back. Robertson at left back. And then De Bruyne, Henderson, and Ndidi in the midfield. Mane, Salah, and Raul Jimenez. An insane team. Shows the talent of the Premier League. And it's only getting better. It seems like there's young talent week in, week out. Wouldn't be surprised if you see the likes of Phil Foden in a team like this next year. Man has been absolutely insane when he's been given the opportunity. Tons of players like him. And that's it for right now for this video. Me and Michael Vosky putting in that Premier League best 11. Awesome video. So this, like we said, we're wrong, but so are you. It's a new little bit, little show that we're going to be doing. We're going to be trying to bring it out. I mean, multiple videos each week if we can. We're just going to be doing rankings. We're going to be doing, you know, 11s like this. We're going to be doing anything of that sort of type our next video we think is going to be you know kind of winners and losers types thing of the first you know the beginning of the restart in the Premier League who are the big winners and losers we're gonna try to get that out you know some point soon so that not too much happens after it and we just thank you guys for watching and the biggest thing about us we're gonna have it on both of our channels this one's gonna go out on ER Sports my channel and then it'll be alternating my channel and then Bosky's channel my channel Bosky's channel so it's going to be tons of fun. Hope you guys follow us along. We're just going to continue making more and more content because we love it. Uh, me and Bosky are stoked. I mean, this was tons of fun. I can't wait for more. Bosky, what are yeah, you thinking I'm, about this 11? I'm thinking that this is a mean 11. I also do want to mention uh, congratulations to Raul Jimenez for breaking the Mexican Premier League single-season scoring record that was previously held by Javier Chicharito Hernandez, who's a legend. I mean, not many Mexican players have played in the Premier League, but still, you know, it's a, it's a big achievement. So I did want to mention that. I, I also think this, this 11, I mean, this 11 to win the Premier League, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and, you know, this is, I mean. I mean, now with all the injuries, I think five, it's, it's questionable because they might not have any depth depending on who's on the substitutes bench because, you know, they have five subs. So they're going to have to use yeah, them. I mean, this team is unbelievable. It's I, it's got to be one of the best, one of the best Premier League full teams that we've seen in maybe a little while. I mean, I think this is a very underrated Premier League season. I know people have been calling it a little weak, but I think this has been, it's been a great season to watch. And I think a lot of these players have really stepped up as it shows in this team. I think before the season, no one's putting Raul Jimenez, no one's putting Dean Henderson. I don't think anyone's putting Suyanchu or Ndidi in their team. So I think it's been a great year for all uh, footballers in the Premier League. Yeah, that's for sure. A couple of Sheffield United players, a couple of Leicester players, a lot of Liverpool players. What is it? A couple man. It looks like one Man City player. Maybe we went a little soft on the Man City players, but Man City fans might not be happy. But that's kind of the fact of the matter when Liverpool are 23 points clear. Geez, 23 points. I was, I was going to say on the last word, I think a lot. The, one of the reasons we didn't put many City players was because a lot of the key ones that we would put have been injured or hasn't, haven't played as well, like Sterling, Laporte, 
I mean, those two players easily make it if we're doing it for next year or the year after, or even last year's. But, you know, they have been injured, so I think it's one thing. Yeah, for sure. Well, Bosky, this is going to be sick. I can't wait for doing even more, but that's it for right now. That's our Premier League best 11. You'll probably be looking at it right now on your screen. But until next time, this is We're Wrong, but so are you, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, all I know where I came. Yeah, when the sun sets, I hope that you remember my name. Yeah, I don't know where you at. Yeah, I don't know where you stay. Yeah, when I run this money, yo, everything is gonna be okay.